0: Review the circumstances in which a plan may be terminated by operation of law. Companies are sometimes forced to downsize through layoffs or plant closings. These layoffs can have an impact on a qualified plan. If enough employees are terminated, a partial termination has occurred, and those employees who have been terminated must be fully vested in their benefits. Revenue Ruling 2007-43 created a rebuttable presumption that a partial termination has occurred if the turnover rate is at least 20%. For example, Plan X has 120 participants at the beginning of the plan year. Due to economic conditions, the company lays off 20 employees. Now, in addition, eight employees terminate on a voluntary basis, which can be documented. Now these terminations will not count in determining the turnover rate, which in this case is 16.67%, and we do not have a partial termination. Now even if more than 20% have been terminated, whether or not a partial termination occurs is ultimately dependent on all the facts and circumstances in a particular case. For example, if the facts indicate the turnover rate for an applicable period is routine for the employer, that could result in a finding that there is no partial termination. Another way for the employer to address this issue is to simply fully vest any employees who've been terminated. With relatively short vesting schedules allowed today, this may not be a very costly option. Now, we've characterized profit-sharing plans as having completely discretionary contributions. There is one limit. If there is a complete discontinuance of contributions, the plan will be deemed to have terminated and the plan participants must become fully vested at the time contributions stopped. Now this situation really could easily arise. Take the employer who begins to have financial difficulty and maintains a profit-sharing plan. For the first several years, the employer assumes that at some point the plan will become active again. The company doesn't turn around and now the employer decides to terminate the plan. The IRS may well determine that contributions ceased several years prior, meaning that the plan effectively terminated when contributions stopped. And everyone who terminated employment after that date must be fully vested. If terminated employees had forfeited benefits, the employer may have to make additional contributions. In the case of a defined benefit plan covered by the PBGC insurance program, the PBGC has the right to initiate an involuntary termination in limited circumstances. The PBGC can institute the termination if the interests of the plan participants would be better served by the termination and the employer has failed to satisfy the minimum funding standards or the loss to the PBGC is expected to increase unreasonably if the plan is not terminated. The PBGC must terminate a plan if assets are unavailable to pay benefits that are currently due. Significant business events such as bankruptcies, mergers, and other similar transactions can result in employers abandoning their retirement plans. For many years, custodians such as banks, insurers, and mutual fund companies we're left holding the assets of these abandoned plans without any clear authority to terminate them and make benefit distributions. In response, the DOL has established rules that allow the service providers to identify an abandoned plan as well as simplify procedures for winding up the plan and distributing benefits to participants and beneficiaries. The procedures relieve the service provider of having to formally terminate the plan or file Form 5500 reports, although a final report to the DOL is required.